This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Euler and Motes here on the week after the big game. Mm-hmm. And around every big game, Arthur Motes, certainly in football where it's a best-of-one elimination tournament. But, you know, we, we, we do this in every sport, too. You and I know how it is. Uh, championships are won by teams. No individual has ever won a championship by Michael Jordan, his or herself uh, in any team sport. Michael okay. Jordan never needed help. He didn't even need a coach or yeah. a GM. Yeah, that's why he won so many playoff series before Scottie Pippen got there. What mm-hmm. happened? Wait, what happened? Wait. Did it bomb. So wait, what happened? Um, nobody in team sports does it by themselves are for moats. But we also know with that in mind, right, that in the postseason, in championship series or championship games, that's also quite often um, where legacies get defined. And I mm-hmm. understand why that is. I do. But this week, Arthur Motes, I, I knew this was coming, you know, but but it's still it's still peeving me, if you will, right? It's <laughs> sticking in my crawl. <laughs> it's, uh, it's overcooking my grits, as our mm-hmm. buddy Jay in New Hampshire might say. Like, one thing that I don't want to do today, this week, or any time in the near future is debate how that Super Bowl game affected Patrick Mahomes' legacy. He's 25 years old. He just finished his third season in the NFL. He's already got an MVP. He's already got a Super Bowl trophy. He's been to two Super Bowls. Already has a Super Bowl MVP as well. Super Bowl MVP. He's been to the AFC Championship game at least every year that he's been a starter. He's only 25. One, two of them. and, and, And what we know, Arthur Motes, about quarterbacks now in the modern era is that Mahomes could easily play for two more decades at age 25. Easily. Easily. So all these people who are already trying to write his legacy in the sense of, oh, well, now he can't be the GOAT. He can't beat Tom Brady. He lost to Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game. He lost to Tom Brady head-to-head in the Super Bowl. Brady's got seven. He's never going to touch him now. Well, well, it's it's all lost for Patrick Mahomes. Like, like really? Like, like miss me with that, man. A guy who's still in the first act of his career. You know, like he hasn't even reached intermission of his career yet. He's still I mean, in the you, first you, act. You could make a case that he isn't even in his prime yet. Like, Seriously, you absolutely could. Most quarterbacks don't hit their prime. That's what I'm saying. Like, like for quarterbacks, right? Because yes. like, like running backs, all these other positions, it happens faster. But quarterback at the NFL level, yeah. Arthur Motes, we do this thing like, like I said earlier, where, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, if if, if his career is around to golf, I mean, this dude is on like the fourth hole, at best. At best, like he hasn't even teed off on the back nine yet. He can't even see the clubhouse. Yeah, Th- we, think about this. We try like, and write, write legacies for people. So we did this to LeBron James, right? Absolutely. They 2011, did. He, LeBron was 26 years old. They lost to the Mavs in the finals. LeBron did not play well in that he series. Can't do and it. Everybody He's said not that good. Lechoke, LeBum, LeFron. He's overrated. He can't do it. He's overrated. He's you know he's he, look what he did. Dwayne Wade had that team winning, and LeBron ruined it. Now 10 years later, Arthur Motes, he's arguably playing the best basketball of his career at age 36. Mm-hmm. Like it just bothers me how we do this with athletes all the time uh, particularly in the modern era you know we, we've done this Without much more. Doubt, yes but we did it with lebron we're doing it with patrick mahomes um people did the same thing with alexander alexander ovechkin. You think about it, i mean you, you, you can't win with ovechkin yeah. he's a lazy russian he's a bad leader any star player we know how the cycle goes they're either going to do what build you up 
tear you down. Build you up, tear you down. So you're either on the build up part or you're on the tear down part. Right. But it, it, it always happens after they've had success. After they've done something monumental, after something crazy, and you're like, well, we've seen so much success. Now, the first glimpse of negativity, and it's all of a sudden, oh, okay. we got to run well, with it. Now, 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 now yeah. time to tear him down. Uh, bring it on down. Bring it on down. Well, he's not that great. He's not that good. I said, man, how many games has Mahomes lost in these three years that we've seen him as a star? Less than 10, I think. Yeah. Single <laughs> that's, digits. That's insane. Single digits in three years. <laughs> that's insane. It's nuts. It's, and it's, that includes playoffs. Right. Like, playoffs? That's, the, that's the crazy part. That's including playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> It's different. It is. And and listen, I understand. It, it is a testament to Patrick Mahomes' greatness and how impressed everybody is with his talent and what he's accomplished that he's at such been a able young to age. Start that we're even like having this. that. Correct. Like, so I get that in the first place. Where people are going with that. Like it, it is a compliment. It is an it is a testament to Mahomes mm-hmm. that already people are throwing out there. Well, can he be better than Brady? You know, can he win more championships or as many championships as Brady? But when the Chiefs lose that game, Mozi, and, and Brady goes to seven, and Mahomes is still at one. And everybody says, oh, well, that's it. That's it for Mahomes. I mean, he, he's never going to catch Tom Brady. He can't get to seven, and even if he does, he lost to Brady head-to-head up in the Super Bowl. Moats, I'm going to say this very slowly and very clearly. If chasing Tom Brady's greatness is all going forward that we're going to define quarterbacks' legacies on. Like, seriously. Every quarterback in the NFL right now should just hang it up and seriously. retire. They should fold the league because we're, we're never going to see that again, at least in your and I lifetimes, ever again. But that's what makes it so special, and that's why we should appreciate it or have appreciated it more. Right, but can't we, can't we do that without also saying, oh, well, this guy that we thought was the next guy, well, he's never going to be Tom. Well, because everybody wants to be first. You know that. <laughs> that, that, that that's especially in show business. Got to mm-hmm. be first. It don't matter if you're true. right. Just be first. So, so let me ask you this. Uh, let's say Mahomes hypothetical here, all right? Mm-hmm. Your favorite game. Plays 20 more years, oh, okay? I'd say 18 more years. He plays till he's okay. 43. Same age as Brady. That's a long time. That's a long time. God, hey, a 18, 18 more years of Patrick like, Mahomes? Bro, what? 18 more years? Is that for real? Oh, my God. Right? But just it think is. About that. That's crazy. So. And we're talking about he's done. He'll never catch him. Humor, 18 me, years? humor me here for a second, Damn. Arthur Motes, all right? <laughs> if 18 years from now, Patrick Mahomes has five Super Bowl rings on his fingers, all right? Five rings. He's got, let's say. He already has one MVP, so what? Four? Three? Let's say he's got five. You know what? Let's say he is the first football player ever to go five, five, and five. Five Ooh. Super Bowls. Five Super Bowl MVPs Ooh. and five regular season MVPs. Okay, Brady nasty. has seven five three. Yeah, let's say Mahomes goes five five five. Yeah, are we really going to be? Oh no, you know, nope, you know, eighteen years ago, nope, you can't, nope, you can't even mention him in the same breath as Tom Brady, and also, like he can't separate from the other greats. Like he can't separate from Montana and Seriously. Manning and Bradshaw and Elway and Marino and the and 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 and, and Roger and the list goes on and on and on and on. Like we can't be sitting here in 18 years from now and saying, you know what? It's clear cut that the the Michael Jordan and LeBron James of the NFL right. are Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Like that's still not a legacy. Right. It just, dude. It, that it, is it, crazy it, when you break it down it like that. Me. 18 years. If he goes five, five, and five. He five Super Bowl rings, five Super Bowl MVPs, five regular season MVPs. You know how crazy that would be. That to you could, see you that? could, you could argue that that was the most productive team sports, most oh, impressive no team sports yeah. career ever. You go five five. Because again, Brady's seven five three. If he yeah. goes five five five, seven five three is nuts. Seven five three is insane. I mean, seven it's, it's five three is nuts. 
Like, like <laughs> just just think it's about absolutely seven insane. Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs, and then three regular season MVP. Like, dude, it's nuts. Wow. And I like that's I, crazy. I get why this conversation. I'm not naive, Moats. You know, I'm a lot of things in this world. I like to think that I'm self-aware. I like to I'm think naive. that's at the top of the list. I'm, I think everybody likes me. I think everybody's nice. Well, everybody does like you. I think everybody, everybody's nice to you. I think everyone wants to be my friend. Well, everybody does want to be your friend. You know, I'm just nice and naive the way I like it. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. The way you just said that, I felt like my parents a little bit. <laughs> my mom always jokes like, uh, my. so my, my, my dad's name is Chris. Uh-huh. Uh, my mom always jokes, I wish I saw life through Chris's vision. Because, <laughs> you know, like my dad yeah. being the musician guy. Everywhere that he goes, everyone's friendly and nice, always. and they like him. And my mom's like, always. my mom's always like, Dad sees the the world through such an optimistic worldview. <laughs> you you, you talked to my wife the day she would say the same thing. Really? You think everyone loves you? Yeah. Well, well, uh, every time my sister says, "Oh my God, it's Arthur! Arthur, how are you doing? I love you, Arthur. You're the best. Can, can I get help?" So I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh, you see the person I bump into a giant eagle? She gave me the nasty because I walked the wrong direction." <laughs> I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I, I get why. I like to think that I'm self-aware. And so I get why these debates have like, the Mahomes legacy, even though right. he just finished his third year in the league. Because they're easy segments to have in little three, four, five-minute television hits. Right. But there's no nuance to that conversation. Mm. It, it, it's it's just redi- because it's ridiculous to have at this point. That's why it's there's too no early. nuance. That's why there's no nuance to that conversation. Simply too early to have the conversation. And I also say, too, what this sets up for fun, and I've told you the one thing for me with Tom Brady, while I can appreciate greatness but also think that for him it's gotten a little stale for me, is remember we laid this out. He's got nothing to chase. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods was still t- chasing Jack. LeBron still chasing Jordan. Crosby still chasing Gretzky, right? Now Mahomes really has something to chase. I like it. Oh. You need a running mate. You, you need, need a running mate. You need something to chase. Think 100%. about Bra- Brady. For I mean, obviously later on in his career, he ran out of people to chase. But early on, he still was dealing with the Peyton Manning comparisons because for a while, once Peyton finally crossed over and got him one, mm. that became the new deal. So, so you know, now I'm like, man, I kind of like this Mahomes with a little little, yeah. little attitude on him because you know he's gonna be feeling some type of way. People have been talking greasy about him, baby. Real greasy. Real man. greasy, baby. Real greasy. <laughs> I, what I think is funny, too, as we kind of wrap up this legacy conversation here that I've enjoyed having with my my decade of NFL experience colleague, we only do this with certain positions, right? That's it. I guess in basketball it's a little different because, again, there's only five well, guys on the court. But Basketball is and it's to the point now that it's become positionless. That too. LeBron used to if LeBron was solely a center like how Shaq is, then he would only be in the center conversation. When we think of Shaq, we don't talk about Shaq as being That's true. better than a Jordan or a Kobe or AI. We just say Don, we talk the most the dominant big his, man. Yeah. The best big man. Yeah. But when we think of like your Browns, your Jordans, your Katie's like, oh, he's the best player ever because they do everything. It's just it's that's positionless. So I think that's why it's hard when we're Talking football, where it's very right. position specific. Sure, maybe it's like baseball. It yeah. would be in that same regard. Right, too. right, right. It's, like how you're I, locked in. If you're a first, if you're a first baseman, you're a first baseman. Right. I'm not judging you on what you did in outfield as well. Right. Whereas in basketball, it's like I can judge LeBron on his paint points, his dunks, his three pointers, <laughs> his free throw. I'm like, yo, I, I, I don't even know how many assists is he getting now. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it, and I think too, it makes it easier to give sweeping mm-hmm. black and white no gray area judgment on a position like quarterback yep on a position like um i don't know starting pitcher for a baseball team right as opposed to a center in hockey yep or a small forward in basketball because like you just pointed out 
those sports are much more fluid with the positioning where football and baseball are more rigid and I think just easier to evaluate in that regard. We only do this with, like, starting pitchers and quarterbacks. That's it. I mean, everybody crushed Clayton Kershaw until the Dodgers finally got over the hump, right? But never said anything else about his other teammates. It was always just Clayton Kershaw who was who was the one who was underperforming uh, for the Dodgers. We only do this with quarterbacks in football, Motsi. Nowhere else because I've never heard anybody say that you can't compare Aaron Donald to Mean Joe Green because he doesn't have four Super Bowls. Huh. You don't say, huh? Huh? I've never heard anybody say, ah, you know what? You gotta stop the, you gotta stop the Reggie White and the Bruce Smith talk because Reggie White got a ring and Bruce Smith didn't. Huh? You don't say. When we talk about just how impressive J.J. Watt's career has been, Arthur Motes, you know him and Aaron Donald, the only two three-time defensive players of the year. Nobody points out. Oh well, yeah, well you know J.J. will never be Michael Strahan because. Because Strahan had two championships. Mm-mm. We only do this with quarterbacks. Only. But I guess that's why they, they're the prom kings and they but, get but paid that's the big bucks, always, right? But, but, you know, that's why I always be having issues whenever we talk about, you know, the quarterback position. And we compa- we will compare them individually but use team goals <laughs> to, to either up them or, 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 or bring them down. Like, we can all agree when Russell Wilson won his Super Bowl. It wasn't because of Russell. It was because of Beast Mode and that defense. But, yet when we speak of Russ, we speak of him solely based on what? That's the Super Bowl winning quarterback. As if that, like, changed something. It's like, no, man. Garoppolo was a Super He should have been a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But, literally, you see the scenarios in terms of just because the team, actually, you could have a great team, which some of these teams and some of these guys have benefited from. But, to me, as a whole, man, I just I feel like I want to look at them individually. But, like you said, with quarterback, we always go that route. With pitchers, we always go always to route. Go it route. drives me nuts, though. I hate it. Goalies in hockey, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, I'm like, it's team success. Like, if I have a, a team of dogs around me, I could be okay. I could be average and get it done. Heck yeah. But y'all going to speak of me? Super Bowl winning quarterback. And that, like, changes the pedigree about me now. I think Nick Foles, Super Bowl winning Super quarterback. Super Bowl wins are, I believe it's Mina Kimes of ESPN who always mm-hmm. says this. Super Bowl wins are only st- a statistic for quarterbacks. Nobody talks about Super Bowl wins nope. with wide receivers, with offensive linemen, with running backs, with tight ends. Quarterbacks and head coaches. That's that's it. That's the only place. And it makes sense, I guess, from a coaching standpoint, certainly. But, yeah, it's just – it's a it's a whole lot of mumbo-jumbo, Arthur Miller. Whole lot of <laughs> – Jared chimes in here. I don't agree with it, but I think the Mahomes will not be considered better than Brady because the head-to-head, unless he goes on to beat Brady in a Super Bowl here in the near future, right? Uh, and – I think he's right. He's like, that's that's just the way that people do things, like it or not. But you know what, Arthur Motes? We're doing our part to change the conversation. We are. We're and changing the narrative. Last thing on this, I think it ties in nicely to what we were talking about with Russell Wilson, too, to, to put a bow on this before we move on. Like, you and I both know how we evaluate legacies changes from decade to decade, era to era. Mm-hmm. The way that Magic and Bird were judged is way different than the way that KD and LeBron Very were judged, true. right? The way that Dan Marino was judged is way different than the way that, you know, the next great quarterback yes. who doesn't have – Phillip Rivers Correct. is judged. How we judge greatness, how we evaluate um, the greats, I think changes so much decade to decade. Is it fair to say that maybe one of the things when, when we're talking about legacy with quarterbacks and with Tom Brady, do you think that mobility – you know, we could be sitting here 5, 10, 15 years from now talking about how another layer of Brady's legacy that we didn't realize at the time 
was how at the end of his career he didn't do the whole remain loyal to your organization thing, you know, uh, stick with, well, it'd be one guy, one team. No, he he forgot the loyalty. He headed south to a good weather team, you know, with a, a good defense and a ready-made offense. Like, am I looking into this too much, or is there a real chance that Brady could bring that LeBron KD mobility to the I, NFL, right? Like, I, what if I think he could. What if we're sitting here a year or two from now, okay? Ex- uh-huh. You ready for this hypothetical? Yeah, go ahead. I see what you're doing. A year or two from now, and Tua Tagovailoa is clearly not the answer in Miami. Mm-hmm. They've got a, they've got the right head coach. Hey, they've come, got a good come, defense. Don't drive three on hours from from uh, from Tampa. Well, no. See, that's not where I was going with this. Oh. I was going with another cold weather guy. Who's very synonymous with his organization, but could move south for a good head coach, ah. for better weather, for a good offense, for a good defense. I'm talking go, about go the guy that Tom Brady head? just beat. Oh, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Go from Cheesehead to to you know sanding your toes. Look at the foundation that the Dolphins have right now. You're absolutely right. right? I, I mean, I'm, I'm with it. They've got four picks in the top forty of this draft. You could give up a king's ransom for the young man. They already have a quarterback <laughs> in place there. I mean, it could If it we're could sitting here a year or two from now and we're looking at the Dolphins and we say, man, they have got it all in place except for the quarterback. They could definitely make a run at it. Aaron Rodgers tell Green Bay to kick rocks. But see, for me, I do think, you know, I, I want to see some more of that. And we have seen a little bit of it. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey was able to get it started a little that's, bit. And that's true. You know, we've seen Brady do it. Now, obviously – the way the NFL is now, these past five years, we've seen a lot more movement of star players, your Odell Beckhams, right? We're starting to see a lot more of that. Mm. It's just, it's still not to the level of the NBA where these guys, every year, you're getting mega stars just picking up and just leaving. But their contracts are structured that way as well. It's fully guaranteed, but they have player options after one year. That gives the players all the power. But in the NFL, we can start seeing some of this. But the things that it's going to take is, number one, you got to be willing to sign these shorter-term deals. Think about Brady. He only signed a two-year deal to go down there. Not everybody's willing to do that. Some people want a little bit more security because of That's true. the injury risk of it. You you take a two-year deal or a one-year deal and you blow your knee out because in football, the injury risk is a lot higher than in basketball. That can set you back. That's true. But if you could get in these scenarios where guys are a little bit comfortable betting on themselves, a guy, a prime example is Trey Boston. Now, he didn't make the same level of money, but you look at Trey Boston, safety for the Carolina Panthers, he signed a longer deal now, but he was on one year for the past like six, seven years starting in Carolina, started out in San Diego with the Chargers. Then when they went to L.A., he was starting safety mm-hmm. there. Then he went to Arizona, started four years. Then he went to Carolina, <laughs> started four years. Like, true. So you can see like some people, they do it, and they're comfortable with it. For me, I was never a guy that could stomach being on one-year deals. I hate contract years. Like I don't get anxiety, but I obsess over sure, sure. the things that I can't control, and that's the reason I, I don't really like them. It really throws my it's, vibe it's off. It's probably man. obviously a lot different, you know, when you're Tom Brady or you're right, Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know, there's going to be a market. No for No question, you man. So, so like some some of those guys, they're cool with that. For me personally, I was like, yo, I would rather have no, a, a two to three a year. Angle for sure. I, I love two to three years because that gives you, hey, man, you can have a good year or you can have a bad year, but you got a buffer. And <laughs> you got the security, got security of if I got hurt, all right, I'm still on I'm, I'm mm-hmm. the contract for at least one to two more years. Mm-hmm. So that was that was my always, always my thought process. But for some of these higher end guys, yeah, if they're comfortable with it, go for it. Thank Kirk you. Cousins, I mean, he changed the game when he did the less. He did what the three years yes. for eighty, and then got what eighty five of it or eighty seven of it. It was or, all completely it, yeah, completely. Yeah, it was like for yeah, eighty five and fully first to ever have, have a, a fully, fully guaranteed, guaranteed contract. Yeah, and the way he did it was what he said. I'm gonna take less years then. So 
we're seeing little shifts, little shifts. But it's more so you got to get the old thinking out of football players. Right. Because we've always been conditioned right. to have long deals because you don't have the guaranteed money. Sure. Get the sure. long-term contract. Taking you a higher per year average, and you kind of work, you you find your uh, your your uh, your middle ground that way. But if football players can start to think a little bit more of the taking a chance side of it, and say, all right, instead of a five year, take a three. Instead of a three year, let's take a two. Instead of a two, let's take a one. Like let, let's do this, and then move around like that. You can make it work. You think we ever get to guaranteed contracts in the National Football League? I mean, there's nothing that says you can't have a guarantee. Well, the, that's true. Yeah, the biggest thing is. The but what, from a league, you know what I mean, from a league <coughs> standpoint. Yeah, the, the the biggest thing is going to be kind of what I just said. Kirk Cousins, the reason why he was the first one to get it, it wasn't because he was the best player at the time. It wasn't because he was the best quarterback in the league. No, it was because he said, okay, I know I what my market value is. Deal. Right, but I don't need a deal that's going to be record-breaking on paper only. Give me a deal that's going to be record-breaking in my pocket. And he in, in, in a normal offseason, right, the money that he signed for, the, the three for 80 fully guaranteed – a normal offseason, that would have said five for 115, 120, 80 guarantee. We'd have been like, oh, man, highest paid quarterback, five years, 120 million. We've never seen a deal this big before, but only 80 is guaranteed. So he says, okay, just cut the fluff years off. Give me my three years fully guaranteed, and we'll be good to go. Most of the contracts, when you get to that level, is usually the first two to three years of the guaranteed portion anyways. <laughs> so you're just like, all right, cut the back end off. But the reason why – that's going to be a little difficult is because from a cap standpoint now, it hits a little bit harder because you got the shorter years. Now, compared to if you have those two extra fluff years at the end right. of it, those are my restructure years. Those are my throw it down the line, kick it down the can years. Right, right. That's what those typically are. So it helps the team a little bit more <laughs> when you can, have yeah, longer deals help the team more. Yes. The shorter deals benefit the players yes. more. And that's kind of the scenario it is. So you got to find that common ground. And like I said, for me, I wanted more of a longer deal. Some guys are going to be more comfortable taking the shorter deals. It just depends on who you there. are. So, yeah. Got some people chiming in on this conversation. You know where to find us if you want to join in on the dialogue on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. Uh, what Juju Ben Hayden. What you Ben Hayden? A Cora for. Says Patrick Mahomes has already put up Hall of Fame numbers and records. Um, he throws 50 yards on a dime accurate all the time with a flip of the wrist. He's cerebral. He's not a Tom Brady bot, no. He'll eat meat with a pound of ketchup. But I do think he'll be in the conversation once he starts the back nine of his career. And, hey, he might even cross over into another sport like MJ Dion and more. Hey, now. Maybe. Hey, now. I mean, he, he already has a, was a minority owner with the Royals. Royals. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey. And I believe, like, he was – I mean, yeah. he was a pretty touted baseball player. Because his dad, right? like, his dad was, was a baseball player, right? Yes, he was. Yeah. I don't think he was to the extent of, like, Kyler Murray. Right, okay. But I think maybe, like, a Russell Wilson, you know? Like, he was gotcha. a later-round draft pick. It had some interest in the okay. baseball realm as well. Uh, Steel City Champs <laughs> says, man, I'm just tired of the quarterback era. Can we bring back the defense era already? I'm just saying. <laughs> Steel City, I'm afraid I've got some <laughs> bad news. <laughs> Are the moats. I don't think the defense there is coming back, unfortunately. I think the high flying offense yeah. is here to stay. Offense is, is you know the new wave. Like I think you and I would love to bring back the rock and roll era. You know, like I would be all for Led Zeppelin it. Live and the Stones and Billy yeah. Joel. I mean, Moats and I would love to bring it, back the music from the seventies and the eighties. We'd love to go back to Sam Cooke. We'd love to bring yeah. back that era, but we're not getting out of it. We're in the pop era. Yeah. You know, that's just the way she goes sometimes. It is. <laughs> On Twitter, at Wesley Euler at the Body 52, if you want to join body. the conversation. Uh, last one here in this segment, Motsi. Did you see the 
this will be probably the last uh, Super Bowl conversation that we have here the, the week after. Did you see some of the hooliganism from the parade, the boat parade yesterday? I saw a Super Bowl or a Lombardi trophy being yeah. tossed. Saw a couple angles of that. I thought it was legendary. Saw a quarterback who was a little wobbly on his knees. Sea leg. It's just no, no, his no. sea legs failed. Then, then I saw my man. I, I saw my, the, the, the moment that for anybody that was a hater of Brady, <laughs> I felt like this is the moment that he became one of us. We saw him casually walking off, had to be assisted by a friend. And I said, man. Looked like me and Adam Crowley Friday said, night in college. I said, listen, if you've never been there before, you haven't lived your life. Okay? <laughs> you haven't lived a life worth living. You got. You need to go out there and experience that. Yeah, that moment the, right it was there. The avocado tequila, right? Yes, yes. And in, in, in the tweets, the, the, the social media was legendary. Hilarious. But but that moment right there. That that I looked to where I said, babe, we've been there. I to you and you to me. We've been there. Oh, we've been there. And that's some of the awesomest times right there. You, 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 you don't even say awesome. It's the awesomest. It's, it's, it's the awesomest. <laughs> and it's on the TV here in the, Legendary. In the studio right now. Did you see what Devin White did to celebrate? I did not. Here's where I'm going with this, though. So Devin White um, grew up riding horseback. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a big, yes. he, you know, I, I believe he's from Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. He, he gave you the Mel Blunt vibes. He's, he gives yeah. you the – perfect. 100%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the way to describe it to Steelers Nation. Yes. Yes. Think Mel Blunt when you think no, no, like, White. Exactly. Same, same vibe. So like Devin White, right? Like his last <sighs> his last his his last game at LSU or after they won the national championship at LSU, he rode one of his horses around Death Valley, the LSU mm. Stadium. Well, he did the same thing. At Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, he took one of his horses and did a victory lap around yeah. the field with the Lombardi Trophy on his favorite horse. So, Arthur Motes, before we get out of here this I segment, that was awesome. I just ask you, what's the what's the one goofy thing you would want to do with the Lombardi Trophy if you want it? Because I've got an answer for you. I've never thought about it. I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah. Do you want mine so you have a second to think? Sure, yeah. I must okay. say, yeah. Mine, if I want a Lombardi Trophy, the one goofy thing that I would want to do with it, I think I've discussed this on the show before, but maybe not. My grandparents have a huge farm in West Virginia. Okay. Dodgers County, West Virginia, my grandma and grandpa have a 350-acre farm. All right? That's where my mom gets, where the Kaufman mm-hmm. family originated from, a 350-acre Angus farm in West Union, West Virginia, baby. My grandparents have a really nice in-ground pool there. Okay? It's like got a kitty area. It's got a it's got a deep end. My grandparents have a diving board. I like at it. their in ground pool. Arthur Motes, if I won the Lombardi, I'd have a big party there with my family and friends, and I would cannonball off my grandparents' diving board into the pool with the Lombardi trophy. I like it. Well, for me, since you want to bring up this nonsense, since I know I shall never win me a Lombardi as a player, <laughs> you know, I'm not not saying it can't happen as a part of a staff, huh? but 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 as oh. a player. No, 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 because remember, you kind of you, you got mentioned as a Super Bowl champ. Uh-huh. Radio, you know? radio staff. See? Exactly. Well, you see what he did there, uh-huh. folks. Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. Now everyone's going to want Arthur <laughs> Motes to be the next quality <laughs> control coach. But, but, but anywho, but anywho, <sighs> I guess for me, because I'm always on my rev run vibes, any of my uh, 90s, you know, MTV watchers would know what I'm talking about when I talk about rev run vibes. I would take my Super Bowl trophy. I would. Pour me this nice big bubble bath in my bathtub that I have. It actually fits me. Made sure of that. And I would sit in the bathtub, bubble bath style, Super Bowl trophy in one arm, and I'd have my phone on the other arm so I could look like Rev Run, how he would look at the end of all his shows when he would get in his bubble bath and be on his little Blackberry. So that's what I'm going to do. I would hold my Lombardi right here. I'm going to be texting over here, like, look at me right here. And I'll post a picture so everybody can see it, too. 
it'd be family friendly, but I'm gonna post a picture. <laughs> but but you know that that'll be my vibe because I just feel like you know I'm relaxed. I didn't get to win it as a, as a guy on the sure, field, but sure. you know I was a part of it in some capacity. Sure. So yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, you already know what Arthur Motes yeah. and I are doing. You know, if we ever get our day with the Stanley Cup, oh, it's over. I mean, we're just it's over. We're just smoking meats it's and over and drinking out of the top of that. Thing. It's over. <laughs> All right, when we return here, final segment of the episode, you know, we, we talked a little bit here about player movement. I think there's some some free agency conversations we need to have here, too, as it relates to the Steelers as the new league year approaches. We'll do that, and we'll also get to your questions, your comments, concerns, and reactions. So final chance to chime in on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52 The Body. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. <laughs> 